The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing. Striving, as always, to be your public radio source for the information and inspiration that you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. Today we are going to be talking about a very, very important topic for real estate investors, which is buying properties without banks. Good information to have in your toolbox when you are out looking to acquire some properties to build wealth with and yet are either not qualified to or perhaps... um, just don't want to go to the bank to get money. My guest today is Chris McClatchy, who is a nationally recognized expert on this topic. He is an Ohio boy who did what all successful real estate investors do when they get successful and moved to Florida and is joining us by phone from his home there. Chris, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Thank you, Vina. I appreciate uh, you having me back. It's always a pleasure to be on the Real Estate Goddess Radio. I appreciate uh, <laughs> the opportunity. Um, is there any way we could just rename the whole station Real Estate Goddess Radio? That has a nice ring to it. That would be. I know it does. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, that has a nice uh, nice touch. So. <laughs> yeah. My, Mike says he doesn't care, so maybe maybe we'll do that. Um, <laughs> although, I don't know, the FCC might have something to say about that. But uh, in any case... Um, so, Chris, it's it's actually been a couple of years uh, since you were on the, the show. And in your own business, uh, some things have changed uh, during those years, or at least you've, you've put your focus in a, a different place in terms of the kinds of properties that you are buying with creative financing. So let's just get everybody ca- caught up on what's going on in Chris' world. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I... Like I said, I do appreciate you having me back. I, I think when I was on a few years ago, uh, we were mainly focusing on you know automation and how to automate your business, uh, how to you know create uh, leads automatically and get deals done that way. At that time, we were focusing mainly on uh, you know single family homes, some small multifamily. But since that time, our business has just you know skyrocketed. It has really boomed in the last three, four years. And I think one of the things that uh, contributed to that, Vina, is the fact that we have now uh, taken a, uh, a program and we've uh, created a system that it can be applied to 
all different areas of real estate, not just the small uh, small deals. And personally, I've been investing in uh, larger multifamily deals using uh, our system, and and it has really been well received by a lot of sellers out there. And we're doing more deals now than we ever have, uh, having made that switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So w- everything we're going to talk about today. Uh, applies to all sorts of residential properties, whether they're single families or multifamilies, and then really also to commercial properties, to self-storage units, mobile home parks, you know, any, anything that's got a deed. Absolutely. In fact, I have uh, three students who um, are actually uh, doing, taking my techniques and using them for self-storage facilities. And, uh, and one is actually down here in Florida. He is a uh, He's using my techniques for marinas. He's buying uh, boat marinas uh, using our techniques. So really, it is applicable whether you wanted to invest in single family, multifamily, commercial, office space. Uh, it's really, it's really uh, a cool, cool system that we use. And, and, and the great thing about it is, is the people that are using it and using it well uh, have had a lot of success with it. So that's why it's really exciting, not only am I doing deals, but the people who are using my techniques are doing deals, which is is really exciting for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we sort of dive into like some of your favorite techniques and some of the things that you you like and don't like to use, we should should say for listeners that you are unapologetically a buy and hold guy. (laughs) I know that's rare in this day and age, but yes, I I do not really uh, do many rehabs or wholesales. I, I, if I find a property, I want to hold on to it and I want to keep it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's done. That's done very well for you over the years. You actually um, had a job at one time. You were an attorney, and well, I mean, you're still an attorney, but you were a practicing attorney. <laughs> and you know, to be able to to be able to to replace that sort of income potential uh, with passive income. Is obviously a very impressive um, goal to have reached. So, uh, if you're if you're one of those folks who is all about the buy sell buy sell buy sell buy sell, uh, tune in next week because I'm sure we'll talk about that again sometime. But <laughs> this the, this week we're going to be talking about how to get into properties in a way that uh, allows you to do it more often and with less of your own money and credit involved, and to hold on to those properties for passive income. So, uh, Chris, we're going to, we're going to take a quick break because I don't want to, I don't want to start like really getting into these techniques and then have to say, Oh, uh, time for a time for a break here. Uh, I do want to invite listeners to call in with any questions they have about creative financing, creative deal making at seven seven two nine six five eight, if you're here in the greater Cincinnati area, if you're listening to us on the web, you can call us at eight seven 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 two nine six five eight, or you can send us an email by going to our website at realliferealestate.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host Bina Jones Cox, talking today to Chris McClatchy, who, by the way, is doing one of the all-day seminars prior to the OREA convention, which is coming up in GASP, two weeks. <sighs> it's going to be a crazy two weeks. Uh, and uh, so those of you who signed up through the station, uh, or however you signed up, I guess it doesn't really matter, uh, have a choice of one of two all-day 
seminars on Thursday. One is Chris, and he's going to be talking about the same topic we're talking about today, except he's got all day to talk about it. The other one is Dwan and Bill Twyford, who are going to be discussing um, uh, six months to six figures. So, so they are more the you know flipping kind of people. So if you're interested in uh, buying and holding, you choose Chris. If you're interested in flipping properties and making cash, you go see Dwan and Bill. Or better yet, bring a partner, and then one of you can go to each class and compare notes. There is one seat still available for that event through WMKV. Uh, Oria donated uh, 12 or 15 seats to WMKV for their fund drive. And there is still one of those still available. If you go to WMKVFM.org, you'll see it right on the front page. And in that case, when you sign up for the convention... um, it is uh, a donation to public radio. So like double yay. You get to increase your education and also donate to public radio. What a, what a win-win situation. So Chris, um, the topic of creative financing is huge. I mean, <laughs> like there's, there's so many things that fall under the umbrella of creative finance. I mean, you've got, Owner-held loans, subject tos, loan assumptions, wraparound mortgages, lease options, land contracts, partners, private lenders. It, it's it, You need all day <laughs> to talk about all of this stuff. If you had to pick a favorite for the market right now, like like I can do one of these things and it's really relevant in the market right now, what would your number one favorite be? It would be the seller-held financing Uh because right now, what people, what people don't realize is about one third of all homes in the United States are owned free and clear, and even uh, a greater percentage, obviously, they have a lot of equity in the property. And right now, most of the other investors uh, that in the community, they're going after what I call value properties, meaning they're looking for properties that are in distress, people that need to sell quickly homes that that need a lot of work you know bank foreclosures short sales the distressed type properties are is the is where most of these uh investors are fishing for leads one of the reasons are we're so successful at what we do is we totally ignore those types of leads we want to find people that have equity that have the homes free and clear and by, and that are really focused on their price rather than, uh, you know, focused on getting out of their house. And the reason we're so successful at, at, at our techniques are so successful, Vina, is because when people are focused on price, they lose sight of what the terms actually mean, uh, you know, the terms of the deal. In fact, during my all-day session at OREA, I'm going to make somebody an instant millionaire offer. Uh, we do an exercise where I actually will offer somebody $5 million for their home valued at $100,000, $300,000. And it is a real contract. And I will really go through with the deal if they want to. But what, we, what everybody else is so focused on on price, we focus on the terms. And as a result, uh, we have gotten a lot of deals and with uh, seller-held financing and, and owner financing. And more importantly, the techniques I'm going to teach during the one day, we get them to do it at 0% interest so that these homes and apartments and self-storage units 
are free and clear in five, ten, you know, five or ten years, uh, rather than having to wait uh, thirty years like you would with a bank loan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, we're gonna go to the phones because Bob from South Carolina has actually been hanging on the line since we started the show <laughs> fifteen minutes ago, and I want to <laughs> I want to get to get to poor Bob here with his question. Bob, welcome sure. to Real Life Real Estate. Hey, Vina, long-time listener, first-time caller. Love your show. Well, thank you. Say, Chris, I know you're an expert at this. If I could ask you, one, one of, part of my business model is seller financing, owner financing my houses to owner-occupants. Dodd-Frank threw a couple flies in the ointment with that, one of them being they didn't allow balloon payments in the first five years of my seller financing. Um, now, I, I run a RIA in Columbia, South Carolina, and we had a, an expert note speaker talk last Thursday. He mentioned Dodd-Frank did away with that for the smaller lenders. Less than 2,000 loans originated, you know, per year. I was wondering, apparently he said that occurred three weeks ago, approximately, but now they do allow balloon payments that, um, within that, five years. That was, I think that was, I think that was a little bit of misinformation there, Bob. There is a, there is a bill that is about to be introduced in Congress that will do exactly what you just said if it's passed. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that means that everybody who's listening needs to call up their friendly neighborhood congressman and suggest that perhaps they should co-sponsor that bill. Uh, Because if it passes, it'll be, it'll, it'll undo the, the effect that Dodd-Frank did not mean to have which is to keep grandma from selling her three rental properties on owner financing to owner occupants because she has to follow the same rules as Bank of America does. That's, that's how the law stands uh-huh. right now. But if this, if this uh, suggested law passes, then uh, it, it'll have exactly the effect that, that you just said, but it has not passed. In fact, I'm not, I'm not sure it's been introduced to, to the full Congress yet. And if folks want some more information about that and, and what the bill number is and how to contact their congressman, they can send us an email through realliferealestate.com, and I'll pop back the Seller Finance Coalition's um, information about that. I just got that a couple of days ago. Okay. Thanks, Dean. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you, Bob. No problem, Bob. Yeah, that would be a very good thing if that happened. Absolutely, it would. And but I do also want he brings up a very uh, good point on the Dodd Frank Act. Uh, quickly, Vina, is that I, I want to be very clear that the Dodd Frank Act only applies to owner financing when you are when the buyer is going to live in the property. The Dodd Frank Act does not apply to investor investor to investor transactions or where an investor is is buying and not going to occupy the property. Mm-hmm. People think that because of the Dodd-Frank Act, my system that I'm going to teach at OREA doesn't work, but the reality of it is, is it works perfectly because Dodd-Frank does not apply to what we do. Yeah, and that is, uh, that is a, a great point, and I am glad that you brought it up because I – Sometimes people will will you know show up at one of the RIA groups and say, "Well, I've got the sellers willing to finance for me, but it's their personal residence, so they can't because of Dodd Frank, right?" Well, not if you're buying it, not planning to live in it. <laughs> Just, That's right. Apparently, 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 Congress did not care about 
you know, real estate investors potentially getting into a bad deal because they didn't put any of those rules around it, which is fine with us, by the way. Don't hear, don't mishear me. Yeah, <laughs> so. yes. I was going to say, don't, don't say that, Nina. We, we, we're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we uh, are very, very strong believers that we can take care of ourselves. And if we get into a bad deal, we have to absorb the consequences of that. We don't need the government telling us uh, what deals we can and can't do. Okay, so seller financing is your very favorite. Zero uh, percent interest is your very favorite. I mean, you can't can't get better than that unless you can manage to make the seller pay you interest in some way. Here, <laughs> here is a here is a um, uh, question that I'm thinking a lot of a lot of listeners who haven't done this before maybe having right now, and that is why in the world would anybody sell to you at zero percent interest? I mean, banks are getting you know four and a half five percent, don't they? Don't they insist on getting interest? I, I agree, but one of the concepts that I just I want people to understand is never assume why somebody will or won't do something. You know, you're, the only way you're going to know is if you ask. Uh, the very first deal we ever did was zero percent financing. Uh, this was a kind of, you know our programs evolved over the years, and we went in like most investors, and we went in with a value type offer. We went in with a low ball offer on this lady's home and you know she says i i'm rejecting your offer just like i rejected the four other investors who came before you the difference was you know we asked why are you rejecting our offer the other investors just left and she says and her answer shocked me vina she says i i just want my price but i don't want the money in all cash she says i have adult children that steal from me and I don't want a lot of cash sitting in my bank account because I just want enough money to move to Seattle and I want some money to come in each month so I don't have a job right away. Mm -hmm. So we gave her a down payment so she could move to Seattle. We gave her some money each month in the form of a, of a mortgage payment, but she just wanted her price. She was so focused on her price, she, she didn't care how she got it. And so when, when the, the sellers and the leads that we generate are specifically looking for um, their price, and if they get their price, they don't care how they get it, and they're willing to do these deals at 0% financing. It's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, I just I think it's important, well, number one, to say if you haven't gotten 0% financing ever, you just haven't asked enough. And secondly, um, sellers who are selling a house and and accepting payments on it are not doing it for the interest. They are doing it to get rid of a problem and because you can meet their price. It's not, I think a lot of times, um, uh, folks will, folks will uh, get an offer like this. They'll go to their attorney and the attorney will say, you know how evil those attorneys are. The attorney will say, uh, "You can't do that. The the it's it's illegal." I actually had an attorney tell a seller that it was illegal for them to accept zero percent interest, <laughs> as if they were like some kind of yeah. re reverse usury <laughs> or something. Like you're charging too little. Uh -huh. But that's it's it's a different it's a different mindset than a bank or a private lender has. A bank or a private lender hands over cash and expects a return on that cash. The seller okay. is handing over a deed. And what they are getting is a price that works for them, 
And honestly, since you can pay so much more at zero percent interest, that kind of is the interest, right? If I can only give you, if I can only give you seventy for cash, but I can give you ninety-five if you carry a zero interest loan, that kind of is your interest. Absolutely, and and it's interesting you say that. I just bought a um, twenty-six hundred square foot house uh, up in the mountains on fifty-six acres uh, in North Carolina, and they were asking three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for it. I gave them $385,000 for Avena, and I told them that that extra $35,000 was the interest. I'm just rolling it into the price rather than paying it on a monthly basis. And they were like, well, we're good with that. We're getting $35,000 worth of interest. But what they don't, you know, what either they don't realize or they don't care is that had they financed with interest, over the course of the next 30 years, we would have paid over $300,000 of interest rather than the $35,000 of interest that we that we rolled into uh, the extra purchase price. Mm-hmm. So people are, you're absolutely right. They're not um, they're not worried about getting interest on their money. They're worried about getting their price. And when they're focused on price, you're you you can do these types of deals very easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, when we come back from the break, I want to I want to talk about the the other side of this, because y- you just basically told me that you overpaid for a property. And I want to know how that how that works, like like what happens after you've paid three hundred eighty five thousand dollars for a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house. And I want to invite listeners to give us a call at eight seven 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 two nine six five eight. Or send us an email with any questions you might have to realliferealestate.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today, Chris McClatchy, longtime real estate investor, expert on doing creative deals with sellers, speaker at the upcoming OREA National Real Estate Summit. Now, Chris, surely you remember the days when all this stuff was as opaque to you as it as it is to new investors, the general public. I mean, it just when you say to somebody, "Yeah, I paid a hundred thousand dollars for a ninety thousand dollar house," which I did last week, they're just like, "How? I, I, I don't understand. Where where's the profit in that? If you want to pay hundred thousand dollars for a ninety thousand dollar house, come buy my house, right?" Um, right. So so let let let's try and dig in here and I know it's hard without a whiteboard and a video and all that kind of stuff to how that deal works for you going forward how where, where's the profit in it if you're paying 10% over market for it absolutely Vina uh, and I actually call this real estate hypnosis uh, because we as uh, individuals and, and when I say real estate hypnosis what I mean is it's a belief that things are done one way, or it's a belief that we have to do what all the other investors are doing. And I think that that is uh, a myth that we have to, you know, get out of. And, and the myth, the hypnosis part of it is, is that you have to make, you, you make money when you buy. We've all heard that cliche that you make money when you buy, but it's absolutely, in my opinion, not true. Uh, because I can show you, uh, ways, and I give examples of this uh, at OREA, how literally I overpaid for a 14-unit apartment building by about $50,000. But by overpaying by $50,000, it will literally st- 
stick about $1.9 million in my pocket over the next 30 years. Uh, one of the beautiful things about the power of zero and getting 0% financing is that your, uh, your principal on your mortgage goes down so quickly that by overpaying by 10%, you actually uh, gain more equity uh, during the first year than you would after seven years of a conventional loan. So if I had borrowed $100,000 from a bank uh, compared with a 0% loan, I would have more equity after one year than I would it, than I would after seven years with a bank loan. And to me, that's the power of what we're doing. I have one student who got four single-family houses free and clear in just under four years meaning he's going to have those four properties paying him for the rest of his life as long as he decides to keep them. And, and it only took him four years to get them free and clear. That those, those four deals completely changed his lifestyle, completely changed his life. And, and you know, one of the other uh, myths, Zena, is that, you know, most people who are in the, in the uh, – rehab business or the wholesale business and and they get a deal and they sell it and then they have to do another deal and get it you know and sell it they have to continuously do deals otherwise the money stops coming in what the object of the power of zero what we're doing is to get these properties to get them free and clear and they can pay you for the rest of your life and you know the gentleman i spoke of who did those four single family houses that will have, be free and clear in, in just under four years was 36 years old when he did that deal. Imagine that, that by the age of 40, he is going to have four properties free and clear for the rest of his life, whether he does another deal or not. And I can tell you, he's continuing to do deals. So that's the, that's the incredible power. And that's why we're willing to overpay because, you know, we make up those, uh, you know that overpayment very quickly because every penny you go you uh, send to the mortgage comes straight off the principal, and it's really a powerful tool to get these properties free and clear very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the the three hundred eighty-five thousand dollar house, or do you want to use a different example? Because I'd I, like to use a different example. Okay, I, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's. Yeah, just just t- tell me what it is, and I'll write I'll write it down here. <laughs> And everybody else okay. can too. Uh, there was a there was a property on the market for seven hundred and forty thousand dollars. It was a fourteen unit apartment building. Uh, it was probably overpriced by about fifty thousand dollars, meaning it was probably worth somewhere around six ninety to seven hundred thousand dollars. All these other investors were coming in with these low ball value offers, and they kept rejecting rejecting them. When I come in with my full price offer, now the seller is excited. I tell them in order to give them their price of $740,000, they have to take some of the payments over time, which they agreed to. So here's how the numbers played out. Uh, the purchase price was $740,000. I... Uh, I put down as a down payment $70,000. Now, I know a lot of your listeners are saying, well, I don't have $70,000. Yeah, 
Well, it doesn't have to be your $70,000. You just have to know how to structure the deal. And that's one of the things we go over at OREA. So with purchase price of $740,000, we put $70,000 down, which means the seller gave us owner financing of $670,000. Mm-hmm. I agreed to pay $5,000 a month for 10 years. It uh, all at zero percent financing. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of ten years, after if you multiply five thousand times twelve times ten, it totals six hundred thousand dollars. So, at the end of ten years, we will only owe seventy thousand dollars on a three quarter of a million dollar apartment building. Mm-hmm. We will get that property free and clear in just about 10 years. And here's the beauty of it. If you, anybody can go on Google and anybody can you know, run um, a mortgage calculator. If you put, if you had put in $670,000, even at five or six or 7% interest, we saved ourselves almost seven hundred thousand dollars of interest by overpaying by fifty thousand dollars so in other words we put about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in our pocket because we were willing to think differently and pay a little bit more pay what the seller was asking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the beauty of it is Nina, that's not even the best part the best part is that we will have a property that is currently grossing about $8,000 a month free and clear in 10 years as, it, as opposed to 30 years with conventional financing. In other words, if you multiply 8000 times 12, which gives you $96,000 of gross rent each year, and then multiply that by 20 years because we have 20 years of free and clear rent coming in that totals about 1.9 million dollars in our pocket not the banks and not somebody else's you combine that money with the seven hundred thousand dollars of interest we saved by overpaying by fifty thousand dollars we will stick about $2.7 $2.7 million in our pocket over the life of that, over the life of that property uh, over a 30-year period. The numbers are staggering, and you can do this with any type of real estate. In the meantime, during the 10 years, are, yeah. you, are you going to have to feed this property every month to continue to own it, or is the, is the income going to cleanly cover this $5,000 a month payment that you have offered we never uh, do anything where we have to feed it Um, now our cash flow on this property is very minimal Uh, it's very minimal because uh, we designed it that way our 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 portfolio objective or our goal or plan whatever terminology you want to use is to get these properties free and clear as quickly as possible and so we take very little cash flow in order to get them free and clear. But we never do a deal that we would have to feed uh, on a monthly basis. One of the things that uh, 
we, we teach is there's actually two different ways to structure these deals. You can either be cash flow oriented or you can be equity oriented. And we will teach at the one day seminar the calculations we use uh, to do that. So if you are, if you're an investor out there and you need cash now, you can't wait for 10 years for the money coming in. We have formulas for that so that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this particular property, though, we wanted to get the property free and clear. And remember this, Vina, what do rents usually do over time? They usually go up. So the, 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 as, the, as time progresses, that 8000 will turn into 8500 Then it will turn into 9000 and eventually go on up over the next 10 years. So our, but the mortgage payment stays the same. So we're actually, as time goes on, getting more and more of a cash flow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's super important uh, for folks who are sitting there going, I, I I I don't get it. I don't get it. How do you how do you overpay and still make money? Is that you have to look at more than one thing if you're if you're looking only at the one thing of what percentage of the value am I paying? It doesn't make sense. But if you look at the potential cash flow now and in the future, if you look at the tax breaks, I mean, the fact that you got 0% interest doesn't mean you don't get to depreciate the property (laughs) and and write off that depreciation for a lot longer than that loan is going to go on. Um, And, uh, you know, looking at the, as you said, the equity buildup. I mean, if you get five years into this and say, you know what, I decided I don't want to own apartment buildings anymore, you're going to make a profit selling it, even though you quote, overpaid for it because you're going to owe exactly half of what you owe now. That's right. I love love 0% financing because I can do it without a financial calculator. I do too. (laughs) In fact, I've owned that uh, building about six years now, Vina, you know, and we we have, uh, you know, we are getting, our payment is 5,000 a month, so we're getting $60,000 of equity, you know, every year. We already, you know, have uh, you know, close to $320,000 of equity on that one deal. And if you remember at the beginning, I told you we overpaid by about $50,000. Well, after year one, we had already made all of that up. Plus we were $10,000 know, to the good, uh, you know, because, uh, because of the 0%. It was really, uh, we took care of that overpayment very quickly. And then everything else over the last five years, has been instant equity into our portfolio. And it, it's really, it has really taken off and, and we are really uh, doing uh, well in our portfolio because every month our, our, uh, our wealth just t- continues to grow and snowball because every penny is going right to that equity. One of the other quick things of, you know, that I, I want people, you know, you hit on something that was very important. So many times we look at just cash flow as money in our pocket, but we forget about the tax breaks. We forget about the uh, the equity buildup. But there is also another uh, part of that is appreciation. You know, this building is going up in value. It's worth you know more uh, you know today than it was six years ago. So in addition to building equity very quickly, you also are taking advantage of the market going up, uh, and as a result. Uh, you know, your portfolio and, and my portfolio, you know, are going up faster than the average investor's portfolio because they're still stuck on bank financing. 
which means their equity grows very, very slowly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the difference between a short-term and long-term outlook on real estate. And we're going to come back after this break, answer a couple of questions that have come in through realliferealestate.com, and take any last-minute questions that you might have by phone at 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today to Chris McClatchy about creative financing, and specifically, we seem to have gone in the direction of seller financing, although, if you come to the 2015 OREA convention, Chris will also talk about how to structure that $70,000 down payment with a private lender and partners and all kinds of neat stuff, because he's got all day, and we have 48 minutes here on the show. Uh, again, last seat available through WMKV is at WMKVFM.org. Somebody just go in and grab it so I can stop saying that. We've got over 650 people registered, and we've got this one, this one hanging out there <laughs> through WMKV that uh, somebody needs to come and get because public radio needs your personal support because... You're a libertarian and you believe in supporting the stuff you believe in, like public radio and not having the government support it, which probably a good thing because they're not doing it anymore. So um, got a couple of questions that came in via email here. This one is from Tom in northern Kentucky. And I should warn you, Tom is a is a devoted listener and a little bit of a smarty pants. And he says... If you can overpay for properties, why can't you just contact every seller in the MLS to find people who will own or finance at 0% interest? <laughs> Tom's right on. And, and the reason is uh, most investors don't want to work that hard. But I will tell you that if they are willing to work that hard, they are. Tom is actually on to something. Uh, because I will tell you one of the best uh, sources for deals is the MLS. And it, you know, we have found so many people that have, their properties are sitting on the MLS, sitting, sitting 60, 90, 120 days, and because they're so focused on price that all the other investors stay completely away from them because they, they, they are trained to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to, uh, you know, under, uh, underpay uh, for uh, the value type, you know, offer, meaning, you know, they come in less than the asking price. Absolutely. Uh, one of the strategies that I teach is what I call realtor-related leads. And, and I, there's two different types of lead sources that we teach. One of them is realtor-related leads, which usually means the MLS, or leads that come from realtors. And the other is seller-direct leads, uh, where you are uh, marketing for sellers directly. So Tom's point is, is right on. And, you know, he should be going out there, going through the MLS, finding the properties that are sitting on the market for a long time uh, because uh, they are overpriced. And I promise you that the realtors are coming in and they're telling the, their clients, the sellers, you got to reduce your price, you got to reduce your price. And, and if, this, if the realtors are telling them to reduce their price and you come in with a full price or over full price offer, guess who now is their best friend that they want to work with? <laughs> it's you. It's you, the investor. And uh, we've gotten a lot of deals that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, congrats, Tom. Great, great, great observation. And and a uh, 
a little warning there, Tom, is that you have to remember that this particular type of seller financing that we're talking about today would require that the owner not owe anything on the property or if they don't owe too much and you can make them payments higher than what they were making, a wraparound mortgage might be a possibility. But uh, in the over-leveraged properties that are often in MLS, it might be impossible to do one of these deals because of the interest involved with the bank's financing that is underlying all of this. So, Absolutely, Bean, and that's why I said earlier in the show that we don't even look at foreclosures. We don't even look at short sales or uh, over-leveraged properties. Uh, they have to be either free and clear or they have to uh, have equity. And one of the things I'm going to teach at OREA is how to do, um, you know, wraparound mortgages, how to, you know, do subject-to-type uh, deals that where we can um, can make the deals with a mortgage work. They ha- But they... But keep in mind, even the ones that have uh, a mortgage, they still have to have adequate equity uh, to do these types of deals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question from Michael, who did not say where he was from, but his question is, can Chris borrow against his equity that he creates when in a seller finance contract? Uh, absolutely, uh, you can. Uh, one, of, one of the techniques, uh, if you wanted to go out and get uh, equity lines of credit to, to buy more or to uh, you know, use as down payments on, on future deals, absolutely you can. You know, the apartment building I mentioned earlier, you know, we have close to almost $350,000 of equity at this point in time. That is equity just sitting there. Uh, it doesn't fit my strategy, Vina, because my strategy is to get them free and clear uh, at 0% financing, and then eventually become bank, sell them on owner financing with interest, not without interest, <laughs> with interest, uh, but, uh, and, and become the bank. Uh, so that's my personal strategy. However, uh, yes, you can uh, take out equity lines uh, as your equity grows and, that is, and, and buy more properties. That is absolutely a you Just remember, though, when you're taking out equity lines and, and you're refinancing with conventional financing, that now you're paying interest, now you're subject to 20 or 30-year amortization schedules, which means, again, you built the equity quickly once, but now that you're taking the money out, you're going to build that equity slowly uh, again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, when I when I read the question, I thought, why would you want to, if you build up all that equity, why would you want to borrow against it? And <laughs> of course, well, I'm, 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 I, I became allergic to 30 year loans about 10 years ago <laughs> because, uh, well, a, a few things happened. Uh, number one, uh, I had a bunch of 30 year loans and the market crashed. And I went back to look at how much equity I had in properties that I had owned for 10 years. I've been paying on for 10 years at that point, And the answer was less than zero. Because after 10 years, I'd almost paid none of it off. And the value dropped by 25%. And, I, and I'm just, I, I sitting there looking at that going, it's like I'm back to square one on these. It's like I never made a payment, you know, <laughs> because, because yeah. of, of market conditions. And the other reason is um, I just I watched a number of investors during the downturn who had built up large portfolios who lost the whole portfolio like they they lost everything 
despite being good at what they did. You know, they paid under market prices. They did a good job management, managing and so on. But their their problem was when renters were scarce and broke and moving out because they lost their jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They could not continue to make the payments on a property that still had 20, 25 years left to pay. You know, if it had been five years left to pay, it, it would have been a different story. But basically, they just, after all that work, had to give all the properties back to the bank because the the terms were such that it didn't make any sense to keep a hold of them. Absolutely, and, and my system is designed to be a hedge, uh, 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 you know, hedge your bets against uh, another market crash. Because at this point in time, it doesn't matter to me uh, whether the market crashes. Well, of course, I don't want the market to crash, but if it does, by getting zero percent interest. Uh, I can keep up with the down any you know any of the downturns in the market. You know, Vina, I've been investing for for over 15 years now, and I have built up more equity in the last five or six years on the deals I've bought the last five or six years years than I have that I uh, on, on properties that I uh, bought over 15 years ago. It's simply amazing. You know, there's a reason that all the big uh, big buildings in downtown Cincinnati are named after banks. And the reason is the banks uh, uh, are making all the money. And, and when you really sit down and run the numbers on bank financing, you'll see uh, just how much money they're making off a traditional mortgage. And I wanted to stop doing that. I, I didn't want to, I haven't been to a bank for a loan in the last seven years. And, and I'm really, once I stopped going to the banks, is really when my portfolio took off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, quick, quick question here from Christopher, and we literally have like one minute left. He says, it sounds to me like Chris has a balloon due on this apartment building at the end of 10 years of $70,000. How does he intend to handle that? There are actually five techniques, five exit strategies we use, and I teach them at OREA. So if he really, if Christopher really wants to know, he better sign up with that last seat, Vina, because uh, they... Uh, there are five techniques we use, and we teach that during the all-day session at OREA. Well, that was a one-minute answer, so very good. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you at OREA, Christopher. You can get that last seat at, at uh, WMKV.org right there on the front page. It's not the, not the what did I say? WMKVFM.org, right, WMKVFM.org. Uh, it's not the last seat in the whole event, but it's the last seat that you can get at the discounted price through WMKV. So, Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. Look forward to seeing you here in Cincinnati in a couple of weeks. And we appreciate you sharing all your wisdom with us about the power of zero. And we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence. Until then, happy investing.